And as Romans said, we left things on a cliffhanger. With an unknown Joseph telling his brothers he would be keeping Benjamin in Egypt. This week we will read the conclusion of Joseph's testing of his brothers. Our parasha this week is called Vayigash, which translates to, and he drew near, and covers Genesis 44, 18 through 47, 27. This parasha shows us how love covers a multitude of sins and the necessity to forgive and reconcile when it is possible. So we continue from last week's parasha with Judah begging to take Benjamin's punishment for his alleged stealing of Joseph's cup. Judah tells the still unknown Joseph that losing Benjamin would kill their father. Through this act of sacrifice, Judah has shown he is a changed man, willing to take the punishment for Jacob's other favorite son. With this display of selflessness, Joseph can no longer maintain his deception. He clears the room and begins to weep loudly and said, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? His brothers were speechless, expecting him either to be dead at this point or a slave. They could not believe that their brother was not only alive, but so powerful as we read, second only to Pharaoh. Quite a reversal of fortunes. Joseph then promises to take care of them all and that they should bring everyone, including their father, to Egypt. Joseph and Benjamin begin crying together. But the brothers, the other brothers, are not recorded as weeping. They just talk to Joseph, still holding themselves back. And that's probably because the brothers were scared that Joseph was going to go after them for revenge for what they did to him so many years ago. Joseph, though, did not desire revenge. He had made his peace with their sin and understood his life from a perspective greater than his own. So Joseph tells his brothers they don't need to be scared. They had sinned by selling him into slavery, but the Lord used it to save many lives during this famine. He had also sent Joseph to Egypt to save their family as well. So in this situation, we see a family torn apart by jealousy and betrayal restored. Even the story itself in the language reflects this fact. The brothers of Joseph are called once again his brothers, no longer the men that we saw in Genesis chapter 43. While his brothers were still stuck in the past, worried that Joseph was going to exact his revenge, Joseph was instead focused on the present and the future, reflected in his immediate concern for his father and for their surviving the famine. Now, after leaving Egypt with provisions, the brothers eventually reached Jacob. Their father cannot believe that Joseph is alive after mourning his death for so long. Jacob, of course, agrees to go to Egypt so he could see Joseph one last time before he dies. 
After arriving in Egypt, Joseph meets his family and falls crying on Jacob. The parasha ends with Jacob and his family being given good land for shepherds and Joseph gaining great wealth for Pharaoh through the famine. Now, Vayigash is a very fitting name for a parasha focused on coming together. The Lord also desires for each of us to draw near to him through Messiah Yeshua. Through the Son of God, there is healing like Joseph experienced and the ability to really reconcile and forgive. Our parasha teaches us that Joseph and his brothers had grown from the people they were years ago. You know, sometimes we fall into this trap too. It may be from a high school reunion or just not seeing somebody for years. You assume they were what they were like 10, 20 years ago, maybe when they were kids or teenagers. Chances are you're probably a little different now than you were at 14 years old. And if you're listening to this and you're 14, you're probably different than you were at five. And if you're five, you probably should be in Shabbat school. <laughs> they had changed, but they still were not perfect. If we are in Messiah, we have the promise of future perfection. But right now in this life, we are not sinless. And some people teach a false doctrine about this. But the reality is, is perfection is going to happen in the next life. We're not sinless in this life, but we're moving towards that perfection. Our transformation by the Holy Spirit is a lifelong process. And our struggle with sin is also lifelong. Because we are fallen human beings, we will hurt others and be hurt by them as well. Now, chances are you probably haven't sold your siblings into slavery, but Many of us have been hurt by our family members or been the ones to hurt them. And we can probably remember times in our lives where both of these things took place, where we hurt other people, our friends and family, when we were hurt by others as well. But the Lord desires all of us to forgive one another and reconcile when possible, just like Joseph did with his brothers. And when I read this parasha, I'm reminded of 1 Peter 4, 8. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers a multitude of sins. We see love cover our sins through Messiah's sacrifice, but there's also a practical application to this verse as well. We as believers show the love of God when we forgive others and try to reconcile with them. Now, I should note, it's not always safe or possible to reconcile with people. We need to have discernment when doing so and not put ourselves into dangerous situations with dangerous people. Here in the case of the story of Joseph and his brothers, both Joseph had changed and his brothers had as well. A lot of times it may just be us who've changed and not the other people. Or if we're being honest, maybe it's the reverse but regardless of whether we can reconcile in every situation, what we can do is let go of pain and hurt, finding forgiveness towards others through Adonai without having to put ourselves into these bad situations. Now, God's word is clear that having compassion for our brothers and sisters in the Lord is not optional. Messiah Yeshua taught us 
to forgive our family, our enemies, and one another. Therefore, we need to reconcile wherever possible. And we should also remember in his prayer, we are taught if the Lord is gracious enough to forgive us our sins and transgressions, we need to do the same to others. We cannot withhold that forgiveness. For some of us, this may seem impossible. But as God's word declares in the Lord, all things are possible. With the power of the Holy Spirit, we do not have to be the same person today we were yesterday. Now, this could be a very personal issue for us, for many of us, myself included, but the Lord really can heal us to give us a heart that is willing to forgive and to build bridges, not tear them down. Especially when we see people as more than their mistakes towards us. You know, I've seen it in my own life, and he is there for healing in your life as well, in his time, if you let him work within you. May the Lord, the healer of the broken, give us true shalom, true peace and wholeness that comes only from him. May we all experience his love in our lives and be made tender by it. May he give us the strength to forgive and bring us together wherever possible and the wisdom to know how to safely do so. Thank you.